Tim. Welcome to episode 6 of Hockley Port Lockdown, where we've been following the lives of some of my neighbours and how they're dealing with the coronavirus lockdown whilst living in their canal boats. In previous episodes, we've heard how many of us have been making the most of this time of restricted movement by getting out into the towpath and enjoying the sunshine. But this past week saw the weather turn grey and chilly, and so we've all had to spend a lot of time locked down and cooped up in our very tiny canal boat homes. It's a strange paradox of living in a canal boat community, that as a group we're all very community orientated, but as individuals we're each very private. Whilst there's never a hesitation to chew the fat on the towpath, we rarely invite each other onto our boats, not only does the very small internal dimensions of a canal boat make it awkward for socialising in, but being in someone else's boat, you're stepping into their very intimate and private space. And so it was with this in mind, I asked some of my neighbours if they would mind giving us an exclusive virtual tour through their boats. Surprisingly, they seem quite keen, so I'm on my way to visit a few of them. Ah, here's Harry waiting for us on the towpath of Basin B. Hi, I'm Harry, and this week on the podcast, we're giving a tour of our own boats. So you join me outside my boat, Free Spirit, and it's 10 metres long, or 32 foot, so probably the smallest one here. To put that in perspective, that's about the length of your average minibus. So let's step aboard. And close the doors after ourselves and slide the hatch over in the roof and you're greeted immediately by on my left there is a storage area that's full of bike parts which is not abnormal for me and on my right I'm greeted by my bed it is a small single bed and it um, actually goes under my stern area so where I was stood before and where you'd stand outside to steer it is above where I would sleep and I've heard it called a coffin bunk before but I just like to think of it as a nice cosy place. Step slightly further forward and on the left there's a bathroom and in here there is what every boater loves to talk about which is a toilet and mine's a cassette toilet meaning that I need to empty it periodically and a shower as well. Um, on my right there's a, a wardrobe and peculiarly, and this is quite common on a lot of boats, the doors are actually sliding. A swing open door takes up the whole corridor and you're not able to get through. So on my wardrobe we have nice sliding doors. Forward a little bit more and we're really into the halfway point through the boat now. On my left there is a four-seater dinette. You may be wondering what on earth is a dinette. It's a type of table that's very similar to the type of four-seater table you may get on a train. On my particular boat, this actually converts into a double bed should the need arise and for the other 99% of the year act as a dining table and a desk and in my case, often a workbench. On my right, there's a kitchen which has everything you'd expect from a kitchen. Nice long workbench with a kitchen sink on. And so we'll go forward and I'm at about the two thirds point through the boat. Looking out in front of me, I've got a set of doors uh, that would lead out to the pointy end, uh, the prow of the boat and a well deck. That's a sunken deck in, in the front, but we won't go out there. 
There's two uh, sofas either side, uh, again fixed like the benches for the dinette, and this forms um, an, a room called a saloon on a boat, basically a living room. Mine also converts into a king-size bed, should the need arise, and one side uh, I've got as a sofa at the moment, the other side, <laughs> basically in lockdown, I was really missing access to my parents' garage, so I have converted my sofa into a workbench and have a bike disassembled there currently. You can tell I'm single. Also, what I'm currently stood next to is really the heart of any boat, which is the wood-burning stove. It's where we get most of our heat and really the ambience of the boat completely changes as soon as you light it. It's just gorgeous to be sat in of a winter's evening with a cup of tea and a book in front of a roaring fire. Let's leave Harry with his cup of tea and we'll take a walk over to Basin A to visit Penny. So this is Golden Eagle, 45 foot long, so I can go just about anywhere on the system. Golden Eagle, because that's the first pub I ever went in in Birmingham. It's now a car park on Hill Street. Uh, although the length means I can go pretty much anywhere, it has got quite a high cabin because it was built by a very tall man, Dawn's dad in fact. Uh, so it can't go into Dudley Tunnel or Froggall Tunnel and there's probably some other tunnels I haven't tried to insert it in yet. Uh, you enter my boat from the front. I'm just climbing onto the front deck now. The correct term for the front of a narrow boat is the pointy end and at the apex of the pointy end is my gas locker where I keep my gas bottles um, that provide the fuel for my water heater and my cooker. There's also the water tank, that's at the front of the boat under the front deck. I'm just going through the front door now and the first thing you see I guess is quite a lot of mess clutter. I'd say the decor is kind of teenager's bedroom really. So I've got quite a lot of cards and pictures and postcards. You look ahead and you, what you can see is an awful lot of mugs hanging on hooks and teapots and pint pots and goodness knows what else and some boomerangs that somebody very lovingly made for me once. There are three things that people always say when you tell them that you live on a boat. Oh, isn't that romantic? Is it cold in the winter? Do you pay council tax? Um, the answer is, yes, it is extremely romantic. Yes, I do pay quite a lot of council tax. And, oh, it's red hot on my boat in the winter. To my left is a solid fuel stove. I've got a back boiler. I've got two central heating radiators that come off that. To my right, I've got sort of a little bit of a cupboardy thing, uh, although without a door on it. I don't really do doors except into the engine room. So I've got coats there and all sorts of hats and scarves and bits of rope and so on. I don't like the idea of having lots of things that turn into other things. I just cannot be bothered with faffing around, although I do make an exception for a couple of wooden fold-up chairs that uh, are handy indoors and out. And I've also got um, a large table. You can sit four people comfortably and six very small ones round it if you need to. Bookshelves on the left. On the right, there's a little bit of a thing with uh, the radio and a couple of speakers and that sort of thing. Now, these are the things I really like. I've got on the right, I've got a lovely geological map of Great Britain and on the left, a wonderful map of the BCN, the Birmingham Canal Navigation System. What I particularly like about these, apart from just liking maps anyway, the geological map of Great Britain, as I'm sure you know, has great relevance to the canals because it's when they were digging the canals out, they started noticing the rock strata. 
and the map of the BCN is just gorgeous. It shows everything that's currently in water, everything that existed once as an outline, and then there's also lots of little dotted lines that show anything that was ever a gleam in a canal engineer's eye and got a, a license for, or the planning commission for, whatever they had in those days, but never actually got built. Uh, the kitchen, so little cooker with a yeah, oven, grill, just two rings. Got pressure cooker, very important. Don't have a microwave. Don't always have uh, much electricity when you're travelling around and so on. I have got a fridge. Again, that's quite small, so. Uh, yeah, you can't, there's not much room for ice on a boat, which is a bit of a pain for cocktails. Boat cocktails generally involve a spirit, a bit of fruit juice and some carver or prosecco. That's kind of how you get around that because those bottles can live in the fridge. No need for ice. Uh, my wine rack, um, it's green tubing that they use to put the fibre optics in. And I've got that cut into length, the length of a wine bottle. And I've got eight of those hanging off the wall with a bit of string and an eyelet. Now... I am a great believer in hooks and string and much fun is made of me for that. It's very important that your breakables are on hooks so that you can look round and see that there they are. They're not left around on a shelf ready to fall off when you start moving. And it's just pretty, isn't it, having a few things dangling around. I'm just coming through to the chart room or bathroom, as some people might call it. Uh, This is the only kind of surface that's large enough to put... Uh, a navigational map of the entire canal system on it's also where i keep the toilet i don't have a pump out and i've got a what's politely known as a cassette toilet and there's a shower in here as well again i haven't bothered putting a door into this little area because there's no point you can hear everything that's going on so you just need to sing really or send people out a little bit of a wardrobe space um here a little bit of hanging space and then all oh, the bedroom the bedroom is just lovely it's womb like my bed runs the length of the boat rather than across it so um it's kind of got walls on three sides if that makes sense with a sort of corridor bit along one length of it and the wood is lovely it's beautiful varnished wood which is a delight to look at and to have the sunbeams floating across i've got my favorite Van Gogh picture at the top of the bed, a reproduction that is, of course, because the real one would be too big, and that's wheat field with lark. Um, and then, oh yes, the really exciting bit, the only interior door, there we go, into the engine room. I've got a fabulous engine room. Here is my lovely engine, it's a 1.6 BMC, so a marina engine, although brand new to me, made in Turkey, it was long after they stopped making them at Longbridge. Very important here, my batteries, I'm a great believer in the less you've got, the less you've got to go wrong. So uh, I've just got two batteries. One starts the engine, one runs everything else. Really simple. No sort of endless gadgets and careful maintenance and things. Um, What else is there to say about this? Well, it's just lovely, this engine room, isn't it? Ha! You've got to love a person who loves their engine room. Thanks, Penny. I'm going to go back over to Basin B again and drop in briefly on my own boat to see Rachel. So we have a cruiser stern, and the stern is at the back of the boat, uh, where we steer the boat. Uh, and we have, when we're coming through our, what we call our front doors, which are ironically at the back of the boat. That's so ironic. Um, we come straight into our bedroom. Yes. So here we are, down three large steps, and then there's about 18 inches before the bed starts, you so it's quite tight. straight into the bed, don't you? Yeah. yeah. 
And then what would you say this width is? Well, it's like a, a human shoulder body width. width. Shoulder, shoulder width, width yeah, to walk down the side of the bed. little corridor down. Now, the bed's very high. We made the bed about three feet high, didn't we? So we can get all our clothes underneath it. And we have a flip-out coffee table. Yes, this is an bed. innovation, isn't it? This, yeah. Look at this. I mean, you could listen to the mechanism. Look at that. It comes out, out the side of the bed, it. and then you can put your coffee on there in the morning because there's no room for a... Um... Table or anything. Right. Now, the difficult thing then is going from the bedroom into the rest of the boat. So you have to go down a little corridor here. And in the corridor here, got all our coats hanging up, and our winter coats take up a lot of space, don't they? It's so no, no, long, no longer shoulder width. No, it's actually sideways. I reckon that's about eight inches of gap we've got to slide down. Let's come, come with me, slide down here. I will. I'll slide down here. This is my like going to Weight Watchers. If I can't get through this gap anymore, I need to lose weight. And then here we have a room here, don't we? This is the only room really in the or, or closed-off room in the boat, uh, which is a bathroom mm -hmm. and a shower. Now, we refitted this one last year, and I'd say this is probably one of the nicest showers I've ever had. It's a very nice shower. Now, the, the shower tray, and I'm doing air quotes there, looks a little bit like a cattle trough, doesn't it? It does a bit, doesn't it? That was it? sort of what it was inspired by, yeah, but yeah. turns out we were going to just buy a cattle trough, but turns out they're all the wrong shape and size. Yeah. Bathroom's painted orange, and there's a lot of steel in it, a galvanised tray, and then very nice exposed... Stainless steel. ...poo tank. <laughs> Make no bones about it. Perching on top of it. Um, our sink is actually a copper bowl. Yeah, that's that's a French jam pan. The French jam pan. Vintage. Um, which is the name of my new band, mm -hmm. French jam pan. But anyway, it's, it's very nice, small. It's a big space, isn't it? So we've got a proper sized toilet. And, uh, and a what big. Would, what would a not proper size oh, toilet you know, be? I if like got... for half a bum. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got one of those cassette toilets, they're quite small, aren't they? Are I they? Think. What, for sitting on? I don't I've never been so. on one. Have you been on one? No, I think they're normal size. We should go around like, to someone's boat have a go. Uh, anyway, let's move on. The so, shower's lovely. So walking down a little bit further down our little tiny corridor and into our living room. Oh, the claustrophobia is uh, easing <laughs> slightly here now we're out of our corridor. So we have a corner settee here, which we, we had to build ourselves, converts into a double bed when we have uh, visitors. Mm -hmm. You made all the cushions and, and all the stitching. I did. Yeah. I said, I'll make the cushions for the sofa. And then you said, I want piping around the edge of it. I had to watch about five YouTube tutorials. It's good though, doesn't it? Does it was worth good. it, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was worth it, yeah. It was. We've got a tiny little bookshelf in here. That's one of the difficulties on being on the boat. There is not enough space for bookshelves, is there? It's sort of one in, one out. Yeah. If we get new books at Christmas, we have to decide which yeah. book we're going to get rid of, which yeah. is a shame. Uh, we've got some bits of art on the wall. Mm -hmm. We've got some art on the wall here by our fellow neighbour artist, Tom, haven't we? Made on the Canal. Made on the Canal. Look up, please. Made on the Canal. At the end of the settee, then we've got a fire, uh, a wood burner stove. I think most boats have one of those on these days, yeah, don't they? Yeah, very nice. Uh, which, of course, has to have alongside that then the coal bucket and the log bucket. So that takes lots of space up, doesn't it, really? Uh, and opposite that, we've got a tiny little fold-up table. A little drop-leaf table, although we have the leaves out all the time, don't we? Because we the table is really much very central to the boat. We, do, yeah. we spend more time at the table, I think, than we do on the sofa. We eat on it. Mm -hmm. We Work play games on it. And we work on it. And I appear to keep some of my... Bits and pieces on yeah, it as well, don't Yeah, you keep quite I? a lot of tools and things on here. Quite a lot of, um, I think, the vernacular for it is junk. Um, who wouldn't want a vernier caliper? Who? Who would even oh, want that? Table. Back in the day, before lockdown, we sometimes had uh, little soirees on the boat. We did. We could maybe get like 10 people for just drinks. Yeah. Um, and then the table would get pushed aside so we could all... Uh... And we'd have five people. Have we had six people around no. this table? Four Not people. sitting. We've had four people sitting. Well, I can get it. two in it. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we've got lots and lots of fairy lights everywhere. Um, we've got a ukulele hanging on the wall, which you made out of an old cigar box. Mm -hmm. We've got two lights that are my initials that came out of an old sign for a shop. You've got that angle poise lamp, which you've adapted to go onto 12 volts. So it's quite kind of eclectic. And, yes, I suppose it is, um, yeah. And there's a basket hanging up there that you weaved. We've only got two, two 40 volt light bulbs on this boat. Otherwise, everything else is 12 volts or fairy lights, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And when we go away, of course, that's how we have to exist. We don't have any 240 volts when we're travelling. And then one more pace from the dining room, it takes <laughs> us into the kitchen. And this kitchen has a central galley. We have work surface either side. And we have a little sink, a two-ring gas burner, a little oven, a little fridge. It's like a little camping van, isn't it, I suppose? Well, I think it's important to say that when you... Because you made this kitchen, and it's lovely. And when you did, we decided not to use normal depth cabinets. Um, and what, how, what depth are standard? 600 millimetres. What's that in inches? So that's like... That's, I don't, that's ridiculous. That's like I can edit this foot. bit out if you want. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the gap in the middle would be very small. Well, we just wanted it so we could both be in here at the same time without it feeling like a real squeeze and it works really well, doesn't it? How long is the kitchen? Probably about, if you laid on the floor, just a bit longer than a, a human. No, it's two humans long. Two humans of your size. Of my size, yeah. Little humans. About three metres. And then it comes to the pointy end of the boat. We don't tend to sit on the front of the boat when we're at home in the port because we've got table and stuff on the towpath but when we take the boat out yeah. oh those lovely heady days that's that our little space isn't we'd it? sit out there and have our breakfast and our coffee and say hello to passers-by in strange unusual places on the towpath where we'd ended up which is nice that's a nice thought isn't it do you remember that oh the good old days yeah when we could move around freely yeah. let's leave those dreamers and head off to see nikki and john their boat is actually only about 10 feet away from my own, but it's on the other side of the canal. So I'm going to have to walk around to the end of the basin to meet Nikki, who's ready for us outside her boat. Hi, this is Nikki. I'm standing outside uh, my and John's boat, Poppy, looking at our garden. Uh, well, our garden, it's, it's extreme tubbage, really, because we've got five big metre-square allotment boxes. But what I'm going to do now, I'm going to take you for a little walk into our boat. It's a 68-foot narrow boat so 70 foot is the the longest reasonable length you can get through locks in and it's a narrow boat so in Birmingham we have a narrow canal so really it's six foot wide um, or six ten but six foot wide inside and I'm just going to dive in here underneath the cratch I'm going to try not to step on the cat as we go into the front deck um, we pretty much use this as a storage space um, it's undercover it's got what's called a cratch cover which is a big plastic wrapping with glass out the front so in here I've got tins of paint we've got the ash bucket we've got our walking boots and I'm gonna it's about to rain on us now so I'm just going to pull the flap down and that'll keep this fairly warm and dry. And I'm going to head in the front door into our living room. It's got a little step here where the cat tends to sleep. That's her space. And down the front steps, first thing you get to is my office area, which we've had to squeeze in here. All set up with screens, bookshelves, my office chair. And as you go in, it's separated by a very thin curtain from the rest of the living room, which is where John's on his sofa. I've just ordered him some extra headphones so we can carry on with our separate lives under lockdown, all of six feet apart from each other. So we've got a big futon sofa here. Uh, John's got his feet up reading his newspaper at the moment. Hiya, John. Morning, morning. And that can turn into a sofa bed. So when somebody comes to visit, we just pull that out. It's a, a double bed. And then all along the other side of the boat, we've got bookshelves, um, a little fold-up table and 
as we go in, it may be uh, early May, but it's gone a bit cold, so we've just lit the fire. So we've got the fire here, um, which is a solid fuel stove. Uh, so we're burning smokeless coal. We're burning wood that we've culled from various places. In the winter, we keep that going all the time. Um, in summer, we're using wood to just take the edge off things. Um, there's a TV in here and a fish tank. Every boat needs a boat fish, as well as a boat's cat. And our boat is really unusual in that it has a massive kitchen. That's probably one of the reasons we bought the boat, because it had a, a proper domestic-sized kitchen. It's actually bigger than the kitchen I had in my house long ago. Everything is very well used. We've got space, we've got storage underneath the kitchen cupboards. A friend, wine rack. A wine rack. Very, very important, the wine rack. Uh, recipe books, decent-sized oven, little 12-volt fridge. But while we're at Hockley Port, what we tend to do is we just plugged in. So actually we run all our 240-volt stuff. Um, when we're out in the summer, we always have a kettle on top of the fuel stove there. All the furniture's been built in specially because that works a lot better. So I've had a carpenter in and we built shelves that fit with the slope of the boat. Getting the kitchen done was a bit of a nightmare because the kitchen fitters weren't used to places where spirit levels don't work in boats because the uh, level moves. So I'm going through the other end of the kitchen here. Um, so we've gone through at least half the length of the boat by now just through the area where the washing machine is and also our side hatch. When you look out the side hatch here, we've got metal doors on the outside, little glazed doors on the inside, and the side hatches are the best bit of having a boat because you can stand there with your elbows on the side hatch, feed the ducks, chat with your neighbours. I don't know how people live in houses, really, when you can't have the water right outside your gate or outside your window. Now we go into the bathroom. Now, the bathroom is, again, compact. We actually do have a bath in our bathroom. Um, that was one of my must-haves when we bought this boat. My previous boat put a little Japanese hot tub type bath in it. It was small but deep. It was lovely. When you've been on the back of the boat in the winter and you're doing locks and you're frozen, a tiny little shower doesn't cut it. You need a deep soak. And we've got a calorifier, so our water is heated up by the engine uh, when we're out and you have a nice big tank of hot water. The rest of the time when we're plugged in, was just heated with an immersion heater. So we can have the shower here and... Um, you might hear the water pump going because the tank is full at the front of the boat. Then it's all pumped through. It's a pressurised system. Our toilet is a pump-out toilet and it's a macerator, which means that anything that goes in the toilet gets minced and goes into a holding tank, which is under the bed, which I think is a bit gross, to be honest. The, the whole feng shui of having 300 litres of sewage under your bed is, is, is so wrong. Through to the bedroom, we go through, we've got fair amount of storage wardrobes but it's it's quite tight it's a four foot wide double bed me and john we've only ever slept in this so this feels normal to us but when say somebody borrows our boat and they come and stay here they go god that's a decent sized single bed but how on earth do you sleep in here together and again everything's been everything's been built in so it's got cupboards and drawers and things storage under the bed it's little, but it, it's got all the stuff we need in it. And then we've got a, a little airing cupboard where the, the calorifier, the hot water tank is. And the final bit that we go through is to the back cabin. We're going into where the engine room is here. And uh, this is tiny for us. I'm not going to turn the engine on now, um, but the engine is underneath the, the floor here. And on our boat, you stand at the, just on a little platform at the very back. It's a, what's called a traditional trad stern. Here you can stand inside the door a little bit when you're cruising, when it's a bit cold. Uh, we tend to use the back cabin as storage. It's where the toolboxes live. Um, it's where all the electrical panels and all of that kind of gubbins is. Um, and that's pretty much the length of our estate. If I take us back through to the living room now, as I'm walking up and down... I am walking up and down in one line. So the thing, I think the thing that's very different about living on a narrowboat is it is like living in a, a bit of a corridor. You certainly couldn't uh, 
follow your Joe Wicks exercise routine here, which involved you to take st- step to the side and forward. You either go forward or side. You haven't got you haven't got both options. I fantasise about having a, a a new one that I could design by myself, but I think this Poppy's. We've done a lot of work to her, and Poppy, I think it's she's home for a long, long time now. I'm finding it fascinating just how different that people make the insides of their boats. So let's walk on a little bit further up to the main arm of Hockleyport and meet Lucy. It's Lucy here at Hockleyport on narrowboat Looper. As a semi-trad style boat, we get into the front, also known as the bow, <laughs> and um, drop into a well deck. So that means it kind of drops down below the waterline. We've got a cratch cover and uh, it makes a huge difference to having this bit of outdoor space, like it's a bit like a porch. You know, I could put some plants on the shelf at the front and we've got a plug-in fridge for extra room and it's where the cat's food is and things like that. And got a box of veg out here that keeps cool. Great in the winter for keeping stuff like that cool, but in the summer it is a bit like a mini greenhouse, so we've got to watch out. Things don't last quite as long in the summer. So then we go through kind of a central door. It's approximately, what are they, about a foot and a half wide doors on narrowboats? Yeah, literally my shoulder width and take one step down into the kitchen and then you're in the kitchen straight away. Got hob to the left, sink to the right and two windows as well. Storage for us is like lots of stuff hanging up. We do have kind of one, two, four cupboards and drawers um, as well as the three-way fridge. So it's a multi-way fridge underneath the sink. I think this was an originally, it looks like it could be an Ikea style units that have been popped in here. But the guy who had it before had a brother who was a carpenter and made some really nice wooden tops. So they're really nice to have. They're aging well. I'm so glad this is not a video because at the minute it's a bit grotty. But that's the great thing about the boat. It does not take long to tidy up. Half an hour tidying on the boat and you're done. Um, if I take two steps forward, I think our kitchen's six, maybe five foot, six foot long. We've got a sofa bed to obviously to try and accommodate for any um, guests that may want to come and see us. We have all mainly freestanding furniture apart from the kitchen and the actual bed itself. That is, that is fixed into place. But most of our other furniture can move around. We've got a flip-up table, so it's used as a TV stand, but it can have leaves that folds up and down, so we can have, like, sit at it. But we don't really have any proper chairs, so we normally sit on the sofa. You know, these are the prices we have to pay. Um, so as I walk past the sofa bed, then we've got a like, fire on the left-hand side. I love the way that the fire is right in the middle of our boat because it means that it evenly spreads the heat all the way around. It's really good. We've got one of those stovetop fans recently, which really makes a difference to getting some heat in the bedroom over winter. And we've got like a box next to that with like all the bits that we need for this fire lighting. So kindling, fire lighters. I don't know if everybody on boats use those, but we do. Newspaper, old newspapers. And then also in the living room, we've got the wardrobe because <laughs> this is the only real place to store clothes. Our um, bathroom is basically the only room in our boat. We don't actually have any internal doors apart from the bathroom door. So our boat's effectively one big space, but with a room marked out for the bathroom, which is approximately, I don't know how big that is, metre by a metre? No, a bit bigger than that. It's not big, that's for sure. Basically, we've got a big shower tray with a porta potty kind of in the middle of it that we can move around as we wish, tuck it under the sink, which is also in there. And then the shower is mounted on the side. So it's like a wet room, essentially. And after that is the bedroom, one step forwards. And that's where we are. So we've got a fixed, um, our bed is fixed, but it does have a flip up. Part of it does flip up in order to open the back door, which goes out onto the stern. Yeah, I've probably taken, what, 10 steps, if that, across the whole length of our boat. Because <laughs> it's only 44, it really is that diddy. But suits us perfectly. 
I have to admit though the bed could be a bit longer for Jinx because he is six foot three and this bed is I think six foot two. We've got a blackout blind oh wow because everything else has got Venetian blinds in the boat but we've got a blackout blind for the bedroom and that made a huge difference. Great much more good sleep with that. This is kind of also the room the cat likes to hang out in and um, this is like her bedroom as well <laughs> where she sleeps all day and she's got lots of little places that she likes to sit. I don't miss having like a massive wardrobes or dressing rooms a changing room would be nice or a separate area for that because it's not a big space from where the bed is to the wall and it's very difficult to get the drawer out and then dress at the same time but we manage we've got some storage above the bed as well like where we've got socks pants underwear and that kind of stuff and then a couple of other bits of storage at the foot of the bed above so this is like all storage that's above our heads and our feet <laughs> but um it's cozy it doesn't feel claustrophobic i don't think I'm looking around and I just realised we've got books shoved in every orifice possible. We've got books all in the bedroom above all the storage units. And then a load of books in the living room as well, kind of on these flatter shelves too. On the bathroom front door as well, we do have like a mirror that's already full length mirror. It's a bit awkward because the fire's in the way so you can't stand right in front of it. But um, you get the picture. <laughs> we are looking to get a new boat. So... Um, I have lots of ideas in mind for different designs and I'm um, really looking forward to that. We're just in the process of saving at the moment in order to get it built, which would be very exciting. It'll be a very similar layout to this, actually. Extending the kitchen and living areas just by a bit, like even a foot will make a huge difference here. Every inch on a canal boat counts. I look forward to seeing Lucy and Jinx's new boat one day soon, I hope. I'll walk on now further down the arm to meet up with Solly. Hello, my name is Solly. I live in Hockleyport. I live on a boat that is 50 foot long and Tim has asked me to describe to you what my boat is like and what it's been like to live here during this lockdown. I don't find it hard at all. I guess I've been living here for many years. I quite like smaller spaces, feel comfortable. Um, I probably only miss having more space for doing exercise. I like to do yoga and in all honesty on the boat is a very restricted space for my hobby of yoga and my passion of yoga. Uh, when the weather was nice I was doing it outside and now I'm just trying to work out how much I'm capable of doing indoors. Um, my foot is about 50 feet long, of which about 10 feet are divided between two outside decks. Deck at the back for cruising the boat, deck at the front, it's covered by a canopy where I store my wood for the fire, keep the ashes. Uh, you come into the boat, you first meet the engine room, which I wouldn't really call it living space. It's there for storage. Keep my tools, keep mm, lots of DIY things and my fridge. And then you come into the actual living spaces. First is my bedroom. Ooh, it's quite dark in here. I've got my blackout curtains on. Uh, got double bed fixed and loads of space for clothes. Because when you live on a boat, you're not allowed to have many things. 
but Klaus is probably my downfall. I probably have too much Klaus. So quite a lot of drawers, shelves and wardrobes full of clothes. I do not wear all of them, but here they are, taking over my space. Um, blackout curtains, fantastic. I work night shifts at the hospital. They really help me to sleep in the daytime. Uh, I've always, it's always a good place here in Hockleypool to sleep because it's quiet. But since the lockdown, it's just so quiet. Just the birds singing, that's all. As you move on, my bathroom is small, but it's got everything that's needed. Running water, sink, toilet, of Bob Durankel, shower. And then it comes to what we call the galley in the boat language, which is kitchen and living area. I got a wood burner that I was hoping I didn't have to light again this year. But with this rain, I have actually lit it again. But it's nice. It's always a bit of um, work to get it going. Collect your wood from outside, get the coal, start the fire. But once it's cracking, it's such a beautiful experience. Sitting here, the quiet of Hockleyport, looking at your fire with your toes all warm. It sounds idyllic. Let's leave Sole to her toast and toasty fire and go right down to the far end of the main arm to meet up with Ian and Lisa, reminiscing about how they bought their boat. Do you remember when we first bought the boat? Do you remember you said we have to have this boat because it's unusual, six foot nine inside from floor to ceiling. Yeah, yeah. with you being tall, it was great. Yeah, 50 foot by six foot box. It was a corridor really, isn't it? The thing that struck me most about how it used to be was how dark it was. All wooden, wasn't it? Uh, brown worktops. It was horrible, weren't they? Horrible. Yeah. I mean, it looks a lot different to that now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the, sh- the showers? Massive, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We've got, yeah, massive bathroom on here. Yeah. Well, when I say bathroom, it hasn't got a bath. It's a wet room, shower, toilet and sink. And That's that right. is next to, and I don't know if this is the only one that exists, but I've actually got my own walking wardrobe oh, that you built for me. you too much, <laughs> That bed wasn't quite wide enough, was it? So yeah. I said, I'll tell you what, we'll put it at the front end of the boat, the very bow end, isn't it? We don't lose the door at the front. We're still still there as a fire exit mm-hmm. bed. And they've got a probably four foot six bed, haven't we, at the front? Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. You walk in at the back. You've got the walk-in wardrobe. Then you walk and you've got the bathroom, which is the wet room. Then we've got a full-size kitchen. Galley kitchen, yeah. yeah. Galley kitchen. We've then got the lounge area. Yeah. The settee we had to build on board, didn't we? Yeah. And, and do you remember the... The stove was diesel, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. A horrible thing. It always smelled. Yeah. And then it packed up, and that's it. I converted it back to solid building, though, because we've got the, the radiators for the uh, the back uh, boiler as well. That's it. I mean, we've got our own central heating with the two radiators, yeah. and it gets so hot sometimes you have to open the windows. Mm. We're very much open plan on this boat. The mm. only thing that isn't open plan is the bathroom area. Because it's very private a boat, isn't it? If I was living in a house and invite a stranger, you invite them into your kitchen, into your living room, but you'd never invite them into your bedroom. Yeah. So the whole boat, it becomes your very private domain, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and that's why, really, most people will only have, and especially us, will only have very close friends that come onto Mm, the boat. Because technically, you're sitting in, in your bedroom. 
yeah. But I mean, a lot of people that have come on here have actually said, when you get on here, it's not like a boat, it's more like a small flat. Yes, it's like a small flat. It's very personal to the two of us. Yeah. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but to me and you, it's very much perfect, isn't it? Very customised to us, our needs, you know? It's perfect for us. Perfect for us. Perfect. But we are all very aware that life is far from perfect right now as the whole world continues to battle against COVID-19. And as I head for home, Sole has some final thoughts. Of course that we are going through a period which is very hard, hitting, difficult, sad and challenging in many levels. But of lately, I am seeing that it's also bringing many positive aspects. And I hope it's not only personally to me, but also to the community, to the society and to the environment of the cities and towns and villages and canals that we live in. I think one of the many positive contributions that I have been noticing lately, uh, it is a much better appreciation for the place where I live, Hockleyport Moorings. I always thought it was a beautiful place since the first time I moved here about six, seven years ago. I could see it was a beautiful site with lovely trees, tender gardens, wild pockets, like a very picturesque oasis in the middle of this vast urban landscape of Birmingham. But now of lately, I can see a different beauty. We have a fantastic community here. We are supportive and respectful of each other. Throughout this period of the lockdown, we have shown to each other that we are kind and caring people, that we clearly understand that living on a boat is much more than just what is inside of your steel box. It's also a community of people who love embracing the canal lifestyle. And I think we're making that lifestyle shine. I continue to thank the stars for living amongst these wonderful people and I thank our contributors this week for opening their homes to us all to help paint a picture of what life is like when you live in and are locked down in a canal boat. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly updates on life on canal boats in Hockley Port during lockdown. Stay safe and thank you for listening. <laughs>